Hey everybody, John Fenn here, Church Without Walls International, CWOWI.org. We're a house church network, patterning ourselves after the early church, what they did for the first 300 years, from the day of Pentecost until the 300 years later when they were called out of homes into the former pagan auditoriums where people have been meeting ever since and calling it church. And so what we do is follow their pattern, which is rotating homes, rotating who leads, And so a core group of people rises up who are used to hosting and leading. When you outgrow a house, you multiply out. And because you've got that core group, they just continue with uh, things as they have been. And so visit our website, cwowi.org. There you can sign up for my weekly thoughts, which is a weekly teaching that comes out by email on Fridays. And my monthly newsletter, that's where we put the information about our meetings, prophetic things, Zoom online meetings, conferences, travels, etc. And also on our website, though, you can watch 10 question and answer videos about house church. There's articles, there's podcasts, there's audio teachings, uh, all these things, worship, uh, all these different things. So cwowi.org. Today, asking the question, how can I be assured of my salvation? You know, today in, in today's society, today's culture, the thing that prevails is called emotional reasoning. Emotional reason, reasoning says, if I feel it, it must be true. We see this all over uh, college campuses, all over society, that if I feel like I'm offended, then I am offended. And this sort of thing trickles down into Christianity because people say, I feel like the Lord isn't close to me, or I feel like maybe the Lord is mad at me, or I feel like maybe I've lost my salvation, or I feel like maybe I've blasphemed the Holy Spirit. And I feel this and I feel that. And so they reason, they make their theological reasonings based on how they feel. That's not the way, certainly I was raised, that's not the way the Bible presents itself. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 5, Paul said, casting down imaginations, That is, imaginations are your wild thoughts and your wild feelings. He said, cast them down and take them captive to obedience in Christ. That means the way to be assured of your salvation, the way to, this is, this is Christianity 101. This is Bible 101. I don't care if you've known the Lord 20 years, you, you, you skipped kindergarten and you skipped first grade if this isn't part of your life. Uh, Bible 101 is this. You take imaginations captive. You believe John 3, 16, that that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that all who believe in him will have eternal life. You believe Romans 10, 9, and 10 that says, if you believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. You believe those things. And so your feelings have nothing to do with it. That scripture has been in place uh, for centuries. And so whether you feel saved or not is immaterial. It's irrelevant. If you believe on the Lord Jesus, then you believe the scripture. And it's it's based on the word and the spirit are in agreement with one another. So you believe the word and then you have that assurance from the Holy Spirit. And that's what I'm talking about today. How do you gain that assurance of the Holy Spirit? How do you, how do you, how do you receive that? If you sit there and say, okay, I believe John 3, 16, I believe Romans 10, 9, and 10, therefore I must be saved, but I don't feel like it. What do you do? I'm trying hard in 2 Corinthians 10, 5 to take my thoughts captive, to take my imaginations captive, to not let my fears run away with me, to not let my fear uh, dominate me, to not say, oh no, I feel like I, I must have offended the Lord. I, I don't feel as close to him as I used to. How do you, how do you deal with that? How do you deal with that? How are you expecting a touch from the Lord to just come down and go zap and suddenly it's all gone? That's not the way it works. The Bible presents one way 
to grow up in these things. One way to get out of emotional reasoning and believe the word in spite of how you feel. It's, it's kind of like Jesus, you know, in the Garden of Gethsemane. He didn't feel like going to the cross, but he did it anyway. He, he, had, he knew what Moses and the law and the prophets said. He knew what his mission was. And it didn't matter what his feelings were. He was going to accomplish the task. He's our example in life. And so we take our imaginations captive, 2 Corinthians 10, 5. But there's this element that the Bible talks about, about being fully persuaded. Now, in Romans chapter 4, in verses 18 through about 21, uh, that it talks about Abraham and it says that Abraham, when there was no hope, believed God. He believed in the hope. He believed in what the Lord had promised him. And it says he considered his body now dead and, and Sarah's body now as good as dead, but he, he became fully persuaded that what God had promised, he was also capable of performing. It's interesting. It uses the word in Romans chapter uh, four here, verses 18 through 21, that Abraham became fully persuaded that what God had said he would also perform. So you have to become fully persuaded. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11 in verses 13 through 16, 13, 13 through 18 is one of my favorite passages along these lines. And he talks about this, this wonderful hall of faith about Abel and Noah and, and uh, Moses and Joshua and all these people. And it comes up to Abraham and Sarah. And it says this, it says, these all died in faith, not having received the promises. But here's the process, not having received the promises. It says, but they saw them far off and they became persuaded by the promises. And then they embraced the promises. And then they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims in the earth. And if they'd wanted to go back, they could have gone back. But notice what it says in Hebrews chapter 11, again, verses 13 through 15, 18, that whole passage in there. It says they saw the promises far off. That's like your feelings. That's how you feel. It's like, oh, I'm not sure I'm saved. I'm not sure I am. But it's but it says they saw the promises far off. Then they were persuaded by them. Abraham had to be persuaded. He received the promise from, from the Lord that he was going to become the father of many nations and that Sarah would have a, a son. He became fully persuaded because he made the choice to put down his feelings. He considered his body. He considered their age. He considered the fact that Sarah was old and past childbearing age. He considered all these things, but he made a conscious decision to put down his feelings, put down his imaginations, put down his reasonings, and just believe God, to just become fully persuaded that what the Lord had promised he was able to perform. What does it say in Hebrews chapter 11? They saw the promises far off. That's like a person saying, okay, I see that I'm saved. I see John 3, 16, and I believe, and so therefore I have eternal life. In Romans 10, 9, and 10, I believe in my heart and I've confessed with my mouth that Jesus is Lord, therefore I am saved. And so I, I see that, but I'm not fully persuaded yet. This is what you do. You spend time on that and you look for the witness in your spirit. In Romans chapter eight, about verse 17, it says, the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. You are looking in your mind for that witness, for that that uh, presence in your heart. And that's what I ask people to do. I ask people to, to take authority over their imaginations, take authority over their fears, and I want them to stop listening to the fears, go to reasoning that is based on scripture, based on the word, take your, your imaginations captive and stop for a moment and look down on the inside of you. Do you feel the Lord's presence? 
if you initially say, well, no, I don't. It's like, no, no, no. You're still, you're still looking through the eyes of fear and, and worry and everything else. Put that aside and think about his presence. Think about your time that you spend in worship, the time in prayer, the time where you can sense his presence down on the inside of you. It's the word and the spirit. You look for the things of the spirit. You believe the word. You look for the things of the spirit because the word and spirit are always in agreement. And so you lay aside those fears. You, be, you allow yourself to become fully persuaded and embrace the promises. You see them far off. You become fully persuaded of them. You embrace them. And then out your mouth comes the confession that you're a stranger. You're a pilgrim on this earth. You're just passing through. You see, the, 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 in 2 Timothy 1.12, Paul talked about, you know, in his last letter, and he's about ready to be executed by the Roman government and head to heaven. And he says, I'm fully persuaded that what I've given to him, he will keep it safe until the last day. You become fully persuaded of the character and the integrity of God. And you look for these things. You look for, for his presence on the inside of you. Uh, Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 3, you know, paints the picture. Make your body a living sacrifice and then get your mind renewed. That means to think like the Lord thinks. The word renew there in Romans 1, 2, or Romans 12, uh, 2 to renew the mind is the Greek word metamorphosis. That is, as you make your body a living sacrifice and you start thinking like God thinks, and you lay aside emotional reasoning, you lay aside the fears and the condemnation, everything else that your mind could conjure, and you take a, a control over those imaginations, you bring them captive to Christ who says, if you believe in me, you're saved. And you, 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 you look for his presence on the inside of you and and then it says, as you undergo this metamorphosis, you can walk out to prove the good, the acceptable, the perfect will of God. There is a process involved, but you have to do it, folks. You have to do it. You can't, the Lord's not just going to go zap and suddenly all your fears and condemnation are away. This is Bible 101. This is discipleship 101. Even if you've known the Lord 20 years and yet you still struggle with this, then you never went to kindergarten. You never, you never dealt with this. You were never taught properly of to get away from emotional reasoning and to deal with it based on the scripture and based on his presence, the word and the spirit. And I remember this when I was first saved and, and, and gave the Lord control of, of my life. The first thing I did was you think, okay, did anything really happen? I, I remember standing in my bedroom thinking, did anything really happen? I can't tell. I, you know, I really can't tell. And then I went to scripture and, and a friend and says, okay, I believe in the Lord Jesus. Therefore, it did happen. My spirit man has been born again. It doesn't matter what I feel. It doesn't matter if I feel like it. God's word says that. And then I began searching for a change on the inside of me, and I felt his presence, very subtle at first. And, and yet it, it started to grow, and I became more aware of his presence as time went on. That's what my focus was. And so when fear came up, I said, oh, God's not really with you. you, you you're, you're not really saved. Don't you remember what you did when you were 14 years old? And, and you know, I was 16 at the time. You know, And at that time, it's like, you know, you've only been alive on the earth 16 years. It's like <laughs> you think of all the horrible things you did, you know, when you were 13, 14 years old. And, and those imaginations would come up and I would put them right down say, no, no, no. God's word says, if you believe in the Lord Jesus, you are saved. And second Corinthians 5, 17 says that all the old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new for if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation and all things that have been made new are of God. And I would, I would speak out that scripture and I'd say, this is my reality. This is my truth. And I controlled my emotions and I controlled my thoughts and I brought them captive to what I knew in the word of God. And then I looked for his presence 
in my spirit. So I'm going to close with this, something unusual. I don't normally close with prayer, but but I'm going to do that for all of those who, who have sensed this or struggled with condemnation and fear of their salvation. And Father God, I ask right now that they can know the word, you know, John 3, 16, Romans 10, 9 and 10, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, and that they would know and that they would see the promises of Father God, that they would embrace them, they would be fully persuaded, and that they, they would look for that presence on the inside, your presence on the inside of them. And Father, that you would strengthen them by your spirit and giving them uh, the, the not only the strength, but that revelation knowledge of the love of Christ to know that they are loved beyond abil- the human ability to know and to understand, and that you open the eyes of their understanding by your spirit, giving them the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. But thank you, Father, for the ability, for the discipline to take our imaginations captive, bring them into obedience, and to not fall to emotional reasoning, but based on your word and then sensing your spirit on the inside of us. Thank you, Father, for doing that in Jesus' name. All right. God bless. Bye-bye.